Hey guys, welcome back to A Word Before We Leave. My name is Brett Gaffney. I am the host, the creator, the editor, and all together, the man behind the podcast. And, you know, oh, guys, this podcast has been growing so much, and I love the support. Thank you so much. And I am proud to announce that Spotify, for Spotify listeners only, we have a donation tab. If you would like to financially support the podcast, that would go such a long ways. I'm not one to ask for money from strangers. I totally understand that. But about 40 to $50 goes into each episode, the creation of each episode, because of the software and because I'm saving up for new microphones. If you've noticed in past ep- episodes, my microphone sounds a little different than our guests. I give my guests a really nice, fancy microphone, but then I'm stuck with the one that I'm using right here. And when it comes to recording both at the same time, it can get a little tricky. So I'm saving up to get a common microphone that matches the other one that I record with my guests so I can have uniform and higher quality audio. But to do that, I need to get a bit more financial support and money. So I'm asking simply, if you feel inclined to, to donate on the Spotify tab, there is a link set up if you're using Spotify. If not, I'm sure I will have better ways to go and approach revenue and advertising for the podcast maybe patreon in the future but for now what i have is a donation tab on spotify uh you can click the link in the bio okay enough of me rattling on about money guys emily shikai is a lifelong friend of mine and my special guest today we talk about topics such as grief we talk about falling in love. We talk about Kansas City politics and growing up in the same area and what it's like to go away from it. We talk about New York City responsibility, and we also talk a little bit about liberty and and some of the inner philosophies that Emily Shikai is. Emily's got a great word to share, so please stick around to the end. And thank you for joining us in A Word Before We Leave. Hey, guys. It's your boy, Brett Gaffney, and today we are with Emily. Emily Shakai. <laughs> Welcome back to A Word Before We Leave. My name is Brett Gaffney, and I'm the host, creator, and show. And at this point, like, I'd say, like, lifelong friend of you. Yeah. How long have we known each other? I was trying to do the math. Okay, so I met you. I, I knew who you were freshman year because of Christy. Right. But your I think freshman I, year. My freshman year. Okay. Because you're, it was your junior year. Yes. But I knew you through Chrissy Haas. Um, but then I was tech side for Mary, Mary Poppins, Poppins in high school. That's where we first like yeah. spoke to each other, I think. Yeah. So that was how many years ago? That was 2016. That was 2016. 2016. Yeah. Wow. I was 16 years old. You oh were gosh. 17, 18? Yeah, 17, 18 almost. Yeah. Wow. Oh, my God. And now I'm 24. And I'm 22. Almost Ew. 23. <laughs> Your birthday's coming up too, isn't it? No, I'm in July, baby. Oh, you're a summer so baby. I'm like six months in. Yeah. Yeah. Well, happy super early, super birthday. early birthday. Super early. Next year's gonna be the 25th anniversary of um, Saving Private Ryan and of me. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know where that was going. <laughs> that is so funny. <laughs> That's my little my little film fact for <laughs> you and then for the world to know that next year i'll be 25 <laughs> on the anniversary of saving private ryan no I, we, I don't know when the movie actually came out but i just know the same year so oh there you go i thought it was like the exact no same i don't day. think so i don't think so People i'll look it up like misquote they're like oh well the, the headline's gonna in read july. emily 
Chicago. This girl's birthday is the same Born birthday as Saving their... Private Ryan's no. anniversary. Sorry. What is it? The 20th anniversary? 25th. Why do you know this? Because I just said it's the 25th anniversary of me and Saving. I work in the film industry. I know this stuff now. You hear that, everybody? This girl works in the film industry. Okay. So, are you ready to dive into the yeah, first segment? Yeah, I am. We're going into Word of the Day. All right. So, welcome back to Word of the Day. And our Word of the Day is brought to you by Merriam-Webster's Dictionary. Not sponsored. And the word is ineluctable. Ineluctable is a formal word meaning unable to be avoided, changed, or resisted. Often followed by such words as fate and conclusion. It is a synonym to inevitable. And their example sentence that they provide is... Even the tallest mountains will one day be reduced to sand by the Earth's slow yet ineluctable geological forces. Ineluctable? Is that how you say it? Yeah. Ineluctable. Ineluctable. It's I-N-E-L-U-C-T-A-B-L-E. Ineluctable. Okay. So you come up with the sentence, and then I come up with the sentence. Okay. With ineluctable. I, I have mine. Let's hear it. Okay. <clears throat> I'm such a big fan of this podcast. It was ineluctable that I would become a guest at some point. Wow. <laughs> it's Very good, right? humble. It is good. Yeah. Okay, my word would be. Don't think too hard. Uh, I'm, I'm trying not to. I just took inevitable, used that was a synonym, and I thought of a sentence I'd use inevitable, and then I like swapped it. Thank you for helping me. I'm You're gonna welcome. actually I'm gonna use that. That's what I did. Um The friendship of me and Emily goes so far back because it was ineluctable that we would be drawn together based on our mutual friend Chrissy Haas. Fair. Solid. Thank you. Shout out Chrissy Haas. Shout out Chrissy Haas. Maybe Everybody's one day she'll outs. get interviewed. Yeah. She, I think she'd love to. Well, wait, what's crazy about this show is I've interviewed one person, which has led to Just this spiral. like weird chain of other yeah. people being like, oh, you should interview this guy. You should interview this person. They want to be interviewed. They watch the show. They hear the show. Mm-hmm. They, they're curious about what you're doing. I have people that are like just now finding out about the show and oh, like commenting cool. on Facebook, like par- people's parents. Oh, my gosh. See, I'm glad that it's like growing. I feel very lucky to have been one of the first like listeners. I, I'm and I got a shout too. out. But like, honestly, like- I'm just doing this because I feel like w- the, the bulk of it, the breadth of a word before we leave is good yeah it just feels good to yeah. make you know it's a little passion project yeah no i love it yeah i told you when you like first like released the first episode i just was like i love this concept like it's just like i mean i'm such a like wordsmith like communicator so i think it's just like really important to like have conversations with people well i actually my my idea for the podcast came back from high school because oh. i wanted to make a podcast called a word before we leave but it wasn't you based on You said that like, in high school? Yeah. The the title came to me senior year. I was talking with Zed Umar. Yeah. Um, and we were in English class, AP English class. And everyone was talking about like what colleges they were going to. And some people weren't going to college. Some mm-hmm. people were like struggling with the idea of like, oh, should I take out student loans? Should I do right. scholarships? Should I stay in state? What major do I do? Yeah. And I was so gripped by these conversations of like people's futures. Yeah. With like my friends and like with what people really like to do yeah and so i was like wow i want to make a podcast that focuses on people people. and transition phases Mm -hmm. and then i realized that during college when i didn't end up making the podcast until end of senior year college so like 
five years, four years later, then I was like, this idea has stuck with me for so long. And now I'm making this as my capstone for my minor. Oh, wait, that's so cool. Yeah. And so I like did the podcast because my minor was in broadcasting. Wait, I love that. Which is why I always thank Rick Alloway because he was my teacher for my podcasting class. Yeah. And he was like, he was like, you should keep doing this after college. Podcasts are popping off right now. No, for real. For real. I'll send you the... I think it was IndieWire came out with like the top 100 podcasts of 2022. You weren't on the list, but maybe one day. I only have like I know. seven episodes. <laughs> we'll work on it. Yeah, it's okay. growing. Once I become your PR rep. Hey. <laughs> Are you ready to start yeah. diving into you? Sure. Let's go for it. So as you guys know, Emily and I have known each other for a long time. Yeah. So I think we might start a little deeper than normal. But to start off Shocking. with Emily. What's one thing that gets you out of bed every day? Okay. So when I first was like asked this question or was told to think about the question, I did really think about it. And I was like, maybe went through an existential moment where I was like, do I have any hobbies or like, what do I do? Cause I just go to work or like if it's the weekend, whatever. Yeah, like what's your passions kind of yeah, thing. You're like, you're like, wait, people talk about film. People just yeah, talk about photography. I was like, who else has been on this podcast? What have they talked about? And then I thought about it and I was like, no, my answer is like, and I think this like encompasses my entire life and it could encompass a lot of people's life, but we're talking about me today. So, um, it's people. It's like the people in my life, like my friends and family mean like the world to me. Like they mean more to me than anything. And I think it's like, they're the ones that I could talk about for hours. And like, they're the ones that keep me excited and keep me going. And like, even and then that translates into like yeah my day to day like job is like I'm a publicist and I in the film industry and I work with like a ton of people and like my whole job is like people management essentially and so I think like people to me are just like the most fascinating part of my life. So going back to high school, we're gonna I want to start Don't like check. super early <laughs> sure. on so we can kind of track where yeah. this idea, this topic, this impact that people have on you what led you to you know you really you you made you realize that people were so important it made you realize Mm -hmm. that your passion your your drive in life your purpose is going to be people-based yeah well I was a dancer like growing up like that was like that was my passion like I if you'd asked me back if we did this interview 10 years ago like I would have said dance like that's what I wanted to do with my life and I thought I was going to be up there on the big stage or on the big screen and whatever that was like my main sport hobby art was was dance but I got injured mm-hmm. junior year of high school what was your injury I got dropped on stage while performing the nutcracker well my partner I was like doing a duet and the partner he didn't fully drop me but like we went into like a lift yeah. and he brought me down so wrong or like basically yeah. didn't catch me so my foot like my right foot like Fold like under folded itself. and like cracked and snapped. Oh no! While I was on, it was like thirty seconds into like doing boot? the dance. I feel like I remember you. Yeah, a it boot. was like it, that ensued like a whole year and a half process where I finally got surgery at the end of like after graduating, at the end of senior year. That was initially like my whole. So like, I, but I do feel like that maybe even could stem like this conversation of people because like I think a huge part of being a performer, as you know, is like your job is to like entertain and yeah. like make people happy and Mm -hmm. like do something like that was when I thought like what I wanted to do with my life is I was like I'm up there on stage and like doing something that like brings people joy like my joy comes from their joy I don't know like I think that could maybe even and like I was with people like my whole like second family was at Legacy 
um, my former dance studio. Those were mentors to me and like my best of friends came from that group was like dance. So I think that that really like initiated, I guess, like my love for people. But I think to answer your question of like what maybe was the catalyst for me of really sending me that was a beautiful word by catalyst the way. yeah catalyst <laughs> i was actually writing that in my journal the other day i was like what is the catalyst that led catalyst. me to this moment yeah it's a great word a word before we leave but not the word before we leave um was the death of my brother like that was the pivotal moment that i can always pinpoint back to thus far in my life mm-hmm. my first 24 years of life that it really shaped and like changed my entire like perspective on life and on people and and just made me again to answer the question like value the people in my life so much more yeah completely was like the the moment of like you could lose something like that and someone like that and then like the great gift that you have for everybody else that is still here are you gonna cry no okay you look like you're gonna cry on me (laughs) i was like don't do that yeah i'm not gonna cry if you cry i'm gonna cry i I mean Um, it depends on how yeah, it depends it on where happen. this I'm goes. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm just like, not in, just, I'm just like, listening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that was that was like the big, the big moment for me was him. Do you want to talk about that at all? Sure. You don't um, have to. No, I will. Yeah, I mean, I'm. I feel like it's almost someone actually asked me this like the other day, and I was like, talking about him like makes him still here. Like it, it keeps it, him around. I, I do. Th- it is somewhat our duty since we are still alive to keep the legacy of the ones that we love in our our Mm -hmm. atmosphere yeah talking about people that are no longer with us is important because you are still keeping that memory of them alive Mm -hmm. which allows for their legacy to to continue on and i'll live more like that's something that i me and my siblings like discussed like numbers is like huge for us like for us me and my siblings like 19 is like the number because that's the number that he died or how old he was and he died and mm-hmm. i have it now like tattooed on my elbow um because both my siblings are born on the 19th day so it's a cute little number that like ties them all <laughs> together yeah, makes sense. um but 19 was really pivotal because i was like 19 is like once we all turn 19 and my little brother he'll be turning 19 this april and that'll be the last of our siblings it's like that number you're like okay now i'm like fully like living an age that he never lived and like how amazing that is and like just again the appreciation the value of like he didn't get to do it so i can um but again just the recognition of like i will live more of my life without him than i would have with him i was 17 when he died and like with my siblings like i always i will always be two of four um but like i'll live more as a body of three with my two younger siblings than I will the four of us. So it's like things like that, like numbers and just like the realization of that again, just like going back to appreciating that I have them. Like my two younger siblings are my absolute favorite people on this planet. I love them more than anything. And I'm so proud to be their big sister and proud of them and yada, yada, yada. But, but yeah, that's like, um, I live, I continue to live on. I mean, I live for him and I live for myself. That was a huge thing. Like when he died, like, realizing I think I tied a lot of like myself to him or like my being became this like he died and like I'm the girl that like lost him and um and obviously the way in which which again I guess I should like just say now like trigger content warning um like he died by suicide and so like that you know the conversations that I continue to have around like mental health and 
all of that being very, very important to, again, like checking in on the people in my life and the reason people are so important to me and the reason that I feel like I get up each day. Mm. And so like just all of that stems from that loss. So moving away from home, you live in New York right now. Yes. You are a publicist. You work in the film industry. You've represented different clients and Mm -hmm. you studied in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. For someone that loves people so much, what has it been like family wise living on two different coasts the past five to six years? Yeah. Um, well, I think, again, with that, like, the transition moment of my life was at 17, my senior year of high school, and I wrapped that up, and then I was like, okay, I'm going to go to college in LA. Like, that's what I always wanted to do. I'm going to do it. But there were definitely, like, those years out there, because I assumed this, like, big, big sister role. Again, going back to, I was always two or four. I was the oldest daughter. Mm-hmm. But like I wasn't ever like you weren't you weren't initially the the oldest oldest sibling. Yes. And so like assuming that role of like now I'm big sister and like I got my two younger siblings who for the most of majority of my college were still at home until my senior year. My sister then uh, started um, school in Scotland of all places. Um, But I mean, it was hard. Like it was definitely really hard because like there were moments where I couldn't be there for them because I think we're I mean, especially like we were still going through grief. We were still adjusting as a family and also just like the natural like everybody else goes through whatever it is and like transitioning um when a sibling goes off to college or moves away or whatever it is so there were really hard moments like as a family I think I was fortunate in that like my family loves to travel and like has the means to do so and I've always been very blessed with that so there were numerous trips out to LA they came we went to Disneyland you know the whole shebang so I never felt like too like I spent too much time away from that honestly I think the longest of time period of time I went without seeing a member of my family all throughout college was like the months I was studied abroad in London and even then they like came out to visit me for Thanksgiving but your family went to London yeah. when you were studying in London <laughs> they did they came out and like we celebrated Thanksgiving which they don't even celebrate Thanksgiving in that country so it was like oh, <laughs> like we're just coming to have a meal at like a nice restaurant that night but yeah that was like probably the longest time that I went Actually, maybe COVID, like when that shut down, like the last part of my senior year. Yeah. And there were like those months before I came back to Kansas City. Um, So that definitely, I mean, like that was like a big, uh, being so family focused and focused on my siblings as I am, like that was, college was a hard part. But then I moved home for two years after, like I graduated and obviously that wasn't my initial plan, but I actually came back to Kansas City for two years. And that was such another like transitional, like really important part of my relationships because COVID happened yeah you had just graduated yes I was like that you were like I'm gonna go to New York and then you didn't and then I didn't and I came back here to this lovely place that we call home in Overland Park that that was like (laughs) you and Chrissy going to the Nelson Atkins Art Museum yeah eating your sandwiches seeing our romanticizing life yes kind of diving into the existential vacuum of the world best honestly like I really I look back now and I'm like she was funny thinking she was going to go straight from LA to New York, like whatever. But, and I really needed those two years, like a lot. I think you mentioned Christy, like, and like some other relationships and like family, like my parents, like I needed those two years at home. My relationships needed it more than I think I realized it. And it gave me that moment to breathe and reevaluate who I was. And 
I gained so much confidence. I've gr- I grew so much over those two years, like being back home here where I was like, yeah, I grew up here, but like I didn't go to college here. And I think that's a really, I hate to say it, like a very Kansas thing is like, <laughs> you're like biting your tongue. It's like one of those things where it's like, if you didn't go to KU or K-State, you can go downtown and like, you don't know anyone. Like I would walk into coffee shops. I mean, the, yeah, I'd run into a few faces from high school, but they'd be like, oh my gosh, this K-State crew, this KU crew. And I was like, I went to school in LA. I don't know who any of you are. You say that, you seem like you're gonna say something. You should I, say it. <laughs> I went to Nebraska. Right. So I relate. Right. And Nebraska is not far from Kansas no. City. You're like compared to Los yeah. Angeles or New yeah. York, but coming home. Yeah. And I, I feel like I know people. Right. Like yeah. I feel like yeah. people see me and they're like, oh, that's Brett. Yeah. Like in Kansas City, I would say, I mean, humble brag. I'm, I'm sorry, guys. This is the most douchebag thing you're going to hear me say in this podcast. I am like, if I'm famous any, anywhere, it's going to be Kansas City. <laughs> right. You know, like people know sure, my sure. name. But, like, and do they when you go out? Yeah. Yeah. See, like I'll go out and they'll be like, oh, I've heard your name, yeah. bro. You break out. See, I think I get recognized because of you guys. <laughs> like with like the summer 2021, like Nick, Noah, Cyrus, me, Christy, like we'd all go like downtown yeah you know whatever yeah. go out and they were the ones that were like running into people left and right and again it was like kca ku yeah, like whatever yeah, yeah. but then there was also like the like every once in a while someone would be like oh and you're emily shakai <laughs> i'm like yeah and like i'm known through you guys and so it was like one of those things where i was like but yeah not going to college here and then coming back home like i was really like okay no one knows me or like i haven't been here for four years like i can really like use this as a fresh start in a way And I just was also letting go of a lot of like what I realized I was doing to myself in LA where I kind of allow myself to get sucked into the pressure cooker that is college and is college in LA and is my particular school LMU that is a smaller campus. And like I let myself be really comparative to others. And like, I don't know, like it it just was like, I don't want to say LA is toxic. That's not <laughs> what I want, but I kind of like, I think I almost like, I look back at it now and I'm like, Ugh, like I just, I allowed that like kind of a little bit to creep into. So coming back home for two years, I was like, I can let go of all of that. I can figure out who Emily is. She can wear what she wants and try the fun fashion trends and, or whatever. And like, I just, I just lived that comfortably here at home for two years. I got into my great little routines here I was living at home with my parents. I watched my little brother finish his last two years of high school, which was, like, so cool for me to, like, be at home for when I originally, like, wouldn't have been. And I just, like, let it, like, reset and recharge. And then always with the goal and always with the knowing that, like, I'm moving to New York next. Like, that was always the plan. It was just, like, a matter of, like, when. And so taking then when finally I moved earlier this summer – to New York, it was like, I'm going to take everything that I did in Kansas City for two years, that confident self that you became, and you're going to take that into New York, and it's just going to be the foundation that, like, will help you thrive. But Christy was still at KU. I mean, it's only 40 minutes away, but there was still a little bit of my best friends, like, 40 minutes away, so I'd wait for her to come home (laughs) on the weekends so we could go cruise the Nelson and, like, everything else. And again, just, like, my family and, like, being here for them and, and everything. And then Emily just blossomed on her own, and now we're in New York where we're building new relationships and new foundations and it's a whole bunch of exciting stuff i think we're going to talk about new york next next i i actually have so many things i want to ask but it is time 
for us to do a little segment called wordplay. I'm so excited. <laughs> Literally. So I'm not even so going to explain. No, I know what I'm doing. <laughs> if you're a listener and you don't know what wordplay is, this is your first episode. Welcome to A Word Before We Leave. My name is Brett Gaffney. We're here with the lovely Emily Shakai. And the con- I'm going to give you a quick summary of the game. I'm not explaining the rules. There's old episodes. It's pretty much used in every single episode. Just listen to another episode. If you're this many episodes in and you don't know what this is. Yeah. Also, here comes Toby. Oh. Toby's Emily's family dog. Toby. And he might jump he on might my jingle, lap. Jangle. He might jingle jangle. It's also like, it's Christmas time right now. Yeah. He's so he's just like the festive reindeer. Wait, but can I say one thing? Yeah. I love this game so much that me, Nick, and Christy played it on our own. You saw that video, didn't you? I saw that video, but I didn't know that that was That was what we were doing. We, I had, like, we, like, your first couple episodes were out, and we were hanging out here in my basement, literally, like, where we're sitting, and we played this game together. And there was a round that we got it in, like, two. Like, we all said a word. And then the next word, we got it. And you were like, whoa. And then and we recorded it. And then there was another one where we were literally recording for like 18 minutes because we <laughs> couldn't land on the same word. To be fair, it was like 2 a.m. Like we were delirious. But that's the best time to do it. Yeah. It also, was- guys, you can do these segments with your friends. Yeah. You don't have to be listening to a podcast to do these. I'm giving you guys tools of bonding and games and friendship. Emily and I are going to say a word after I counted three. And we're going to try to get to the same word. That's that's the ultimate concept. Three, two, one. Espresso. Oh, shoot. Espresso? Espresso and guitar. guitar. Um, I got a word. Do you? Yeah. Wait. I don't think I have one. I totally have a word. Wait. Espresso and guitar. Espresso and guitar? Connect. I'm trying. Connect. I'm really trying to look into your eyes right now. Where do I go with guitar? I'm sending you a word with my mind. I think I'm going to say something that's not at all going to be connected. Espresso and guitar. guitar. Three, two, one. Cafe. Acoustic. What'd you say? I said a cafe. Cafe? I'm, I'm envisioning someone playing guitar at a cafe. Like I was also thinking about a that. A coffee shop. Okay, yeah, wait. I was thinking like guitar okay, and a coffee shop, so I said acoustic. An acoustic. Okay. Acoustic cafe. These are like so... I got a word. They're so out there. like Acoustic and cafe. You can't just like keep repeating the words and like looking at me like acoustic I can't, and cafe. We can't talk about it. I know. I'm trying. Okay. Cafe and acoustic. Cafe. Acoustic. We're not going to get the same word. <laughs> okay. Three, two, one. <laughs> jazz. Oh my gosh. I was going to say indie music. I didn't fully say it. But I don't know why I went all the way to indie music and you said jazz. But that's like, okay. We're indie, indie and music jazz. and jazz. Indie and jazz. Indie and jazz. Is there another category of music that can group them together? <laughs> yeah. Oh, 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 okay. <laughs> I have something. <laughs> Your excitement made me forget my words. Oh, sorry. <laughs> you said, oh, 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 oh. Well, I think, okay. Indie and jazz. Indie and jazz. Uh, Maybe it's not. I got it. Yeah. Okay. okay. Three, two, one. Blues. Folk. Damn it! Ugh, blues and folk. Now we're just like listing like synonyms of like folk and blues. blues. Okay, okay, okay. Well, does it count? If we okay. Three, <laughs> two, one. R and B. No. <laughs> I was thinking 
thinking like bluegrass. I was thinking like rhythm and blues, like R and B. No, no. Okay, so we have grass and R and B. And R and B. Is there any other genre? This is no. Just stop. Just like forget everything we've said. Grass and R and B. This is so obvious. Is it? Yeah. Are we still forget looking everything. under the music context? No, no. Forget grass everything. and R and B. Just R&B. think the two words that we have right now. Grass. Grass. R and B. What are you thinking? That's very obvious. Okay. I bet the listeners like, oh, they're going to say it. Okay. I don't think we're going to say it. Three, two, one. Lawn. (laughs) Wait, a lawn and weed? Yeah. Okay. I got it. Okay. Three, two, one. Dandelion. No! (laughs) I started thinking. This is gonna take. I thought it was gonna be so easy. Okay, dandelion and green. Okay, three, two, one. Yellow. What? Get off the color. (laughs) I thought you were gonna stick with the green. No. (laughs) Because I was like, what other colors are on dandelion? Wait. Okay. What did I say? You said green. No, I I said said yellow. Oh, you said yellow, and I said plant. Plant. A A yellow plant. You can't say that. Well. Plant and plant yellow. Plant and yellow. Three, yellow. Two, one. <laughs> so Daffodil. <laughs> no. Wait, why is this so much harder than I thought? Daffodil, Daffodil and sunflower. sunflower. And I was like, I got it. We're not going to say the same thing. Three, We're two. We're just going to be naming. Daffodil and sunflower. Okay. Three, two, one. Lily. Bouquet. <laughs> Did you say lily? I said lily. What a beautiful flower. I know. Okay. okay. And, and lily. lily. Wait. Didn't we? Wait. Can we say a word that? No. Don't go back. No, but. Okay. You don't said lily it. and bouquet. Yeah. So don't get any more complex on me. But you, in a natural sentence, just said the word I'm going to say. But huh? you didn't say it under the context. Just just play. Lily and bouquet. Lily and bouquet. Yeah. Three, two, one. Flower. flower. Prom. Prom and flop. Okay. Three, <laughs> two, one. Boot Wait, what is it called? <laughs> I just completely blanked on the thing. Oh, you were about to say corsage. Yeah, the corsage. Well, I said boutonniere, so. How much harder <laughs> can we make so, this? So, I guess we technically have the thought of corsage and, and boutonniere. I really, I don't know any other way to describe them. Boutonniere and corsage. corsage. But we can't say words we already said. Yeah. So what are you going to say? I got a word. I don't know if I have one. Okay. Three, two, one. Date. Homecoming. Date. Homecoming. Did you already say? I said prom. Damn it. Okay, wait. Date and homecoming? Uh Uh-huh. Date and homecoming. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh, what other word can we go? This is so long. Oh, oh, date and homecoming. homecoming. Date. Three. Wait, date and homecoming. Think home- simple. Simplify it. Date, date homecoming. homecoming. Date, homecoming. <laughs> Three, two, one. Dance! Dance! <laughs> yes! Air high fives. <laughs> Air high fives. We're far away from each other. Oh my gosh. Thank God. Oh, 
That was the longest so one I've ever had. Long. That was 10 minutes. No way. Wait. <gasps> I'm so sorry. I'm Don't such apologize. an idiot. That's the fun of the game. I feel like it was like we always had. Yeah. We were in the same area. It was when we were going with like blues and India. It was like, how many more music groups can we yeah. name? Are you ready to start answering some more mm-hmm. questions? So okay. I'm going to quote Van Neistat. I've been consuming way too much YouTube lately. Uh, but Van Neistat is Casey Neistat's older brother. Right. I've heard also has a YouTube channel. Yeah. Uh, in my opinion, it's refreshing to watch because he's like Casey before Casey got famous. Okay. In the style of his fans. Gotcha. Okay. Um, I'm not familiar. But he quoted this. He said, every person in America specifically was the topic, but he said, every person on this planet should live in New York City for one year. Yeah. Or longer. Yeah. No less. Yeah. You live in New York City right now. Yeah. You've been there for about five-ish months? Almost six. six. Almost six. Yeah, moved to, yeah, beginning of June. So, yeah, over six. So, six. you've been wanting to live there yeah. your entire life, almost as much as I've been wanting to live in Los Angeles my entire life. Yeah. It's flip-flop. But what, yeah. what is, for you, <clears throat> New York City? Oh, gosh. <laughs> um... Oh, I don't know. Well, okay. To be fair, I initially wanted to live just like you. I desired LA. And that's why I went to college there. LA was like my top. I first visited New York, I think in fourth grade. My parents did this thing where they, in like at the end of fourth grade, they would take you on a solo trip. Just you, mom and dad to New York City. Um, so we all got that. And then I continued to go back over the duration of my life a couple times here or there my older brother that we talked about earlier he actually went to NYU his first year of college so we visited him a couple times there um so New York I mean New York's like a fun special place that I was like familiar with I think I wanted to try LA first once I got over LA <laughs> in like my own way it was like I had this desire where I was like I think the city just sounds like so fun and I think it's like Van you said is so right and and you can ask people that live in New York like anyone will say like I think on my first date like Ryan was like everyone needs to live in New York I always say like everyone needs to live in New York for like at least one year like that's just a common thing they call it the city of broken dreams they do but I think there's like it's just so like now living there I'm like it's so exciting to be I feel like more so than LA I feel like LA was like people were like and this is not to diss on you as you live in LA right now or any of my friends love you babes that are out there still shout out to shout out Lizzie Bromley Bromley. um but there's like this um I don't know like LA people were like you're in the heart of everything but I was like New York you're in the heart of everything you're like the east coast time zone like you get things (laughs) before people other people get things like the east coast time zone like you're ahead of the game almost it feels like invigorating to be part of that. New York in in my eyes is the gateway into America yeah yeah and so it's just like I feel like that's where you're really in the heart of things and if something's gonna like exist it's probably gonna exist in New York and I think that that's just a really really exciting part of like living in the city and then trying out that like city life like truly living in a six four walk up apartment with no dishwasher and no laundry and all the fun things that I enjoy in my little New York apartment. What? 
I had no idea what uh, yeah. you're living yeah. in physically right now. Yeah. I imagined it was something like that. Yeah. But, like you speaking it was like, holy shit. Yeah. She's actually. It's like my little. I live York. in Soho, which is no a, dishwasher. No dishwasher. Laundry machine. No laundry machine. You go to a laundromat. I, right across the street, there's a little laundromat. You drop it off. How big is your apartment? If you don't mind me asking. Um, don't ask me square footage because I'm never I'm not asking. I'm just like, it's like three. I have two roommates, so it's like three bedroom. I mean, it's like probably the size of of my basement. We're in Emily's family basement right now. Yeah. Um, hence the dog sounds and people walking upstairs. Uh, but honestly, I haven't really noticed much outside sounds besides maybe our reverberation. But this is Emily's basement. That's a part of the episode. Yeah. We are in little world my little world but yeah no this is probably like the size of my apartment i mean to be fair it's also it was funny because i walked into it and it was like what i expected it was going to be it's not what i hoped it would be but then i was like i going over to like my friend's apartments and like seeing how small those their apartments were i was like oh my gosh my apartment's actually like nice size for new york and it has really high ceilings which actually changes the game because it doesn't feel as like compressed in on you and we're the top floor um but yeah it's like that's my little like my little world in new york and i think it's just like i used to say i think i want to move to new york for like three months or six months like i used to say like i just want to live in new york for a period of time and i do think everybody in their life at one point should live in new york after i heard that quote i have been when are you gonna do it brett (sighs) (laughs) i'm like come 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 i've been saying it (laughs) Now that I live in Los Angeles, my yeah. entire life, I was like, I'm going to live in Los Angeles yeah. and I'm never going to leave. Yeah. And now I'm in Los Angeles. And Do you love it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's, I mean, this isn't about me, but let's just say it's what I need right now. Mm-hmm. That's Well, that's how I felt about being there for college. Like, I recommend going to LA f- to the world. Like, I'm go there. I mean, especially being there for college was such great four years of my life to enjoy this. I love my school. I love it. Love it. Love it. I talk about my college career and like, I think I received such a great education. Obviously I made the most amazing going back to the whole people thing. Best of friends. Shout out Lizzie Bromley. Um, and like, I love it. And I think it's like, it was like what I needed then. And then it got to the point where I was like, I don't, need this now or this is not the next version of me exists not here but in new york and so that's why i like jumped across the country just since we're still kind of on the topic of like new york to los angeles i wanted to bring this quote up from a book that i read this past year so in victor frankel's man's search for meaning powerful book if you have read it he in the second half of the book goes over his form of therapy called logotherapy um which has been adapted uh into more modern psychoanalysis um, but he worked with Freud, and when he was examining this, the idea of the Statue of Liberty in New York being mm-hmm. that gateway for immigrants and for pretty much anybody on the European side coming into America, he said that since it was a gift from France, we as Americans should make a gift to return and also one to put on the opposite coast in either San Francisco or on the coast outside of Santa Monica and Los yeah. Angeles called the statue of responsibility because the statue of liberty is challenging us to stay liberated from Mm -hmm. the united kingdom from the pretty much the royal monarchy um and the statue of responsibility is for us to be responsible as a american society to not only dive deeper on the idea of liberation but also to be responsible and to take care of the country that we have so we don't have to divide and separate like we did from 
parliament pretty mm-hmm. much interesting so if i ever get the chance in my lifetime i want to find a way to get the statue of responsibility started because i thought it was a beautiful idea that That's i read really out of a cool. book yeah. i might have butchered some of the sure, his reasoning behind it but for but this he, podcast for this podcast <laughs> the gist is sounds great there should be a, a sister statue yeah. to the statue of liberty just like tail ends yeah yeah i mean i do think it's really like i mean granted hawaii is even further west we can't forget about hawaii i i totally agree but <laughs> but for the purpose of like yeah like the continental coast coast. yeah yeah the coast to coast thing it's crazy to me being in new york it literally takes me about the same time if not shorter to get to london from new york than it does to get to la or the flights are about the same really yeah that's like another a seven hour flight eight six, hour flight? yeah six seven hours like literally that is such a beautiful thing about living on the east coast is like i could jump over to europe if i wanted so nice but i haven't yet done that well the summer i went with my family anyway that's a whole other thing but do you fly out of new york you flew out of kansas city for what europe to the summer no yeah. i flew out of jfk nice yeah so it was like just the convenience being on the east coast okay are you ready to do another segment yes so emily and i did talk about what segment she wanted to do for the latter half of the episode because we are hitting that 40 minute mark so i want to tackle this real quick before we get to the final questions Mm -hmm. um so welcome back to our second round of words of affirmation emily's gonna compliment the listener you and then i'm gonna compliment the listener which is you we're gonna just keep complimenting you so you feel good Ooh, okay listener you are just such a magnificent human being thank you so much for being on this earth you are loved you are welcomed we want you here i appreciate everything that you do in your life to make this a better world i i think that you shine so brightly when you're doing what you love as you continue to look towards your future and the goals for the next year ahead just know that you are doing exactly what you need to be doing there are no pressures. There's no one else to listen to but yourself. You remember that one time where you kind of messed up and you felt super embarrassed because there's a lot of people around? No one noticed. And you know what? That mess up actually taught you a little life lesson. And I'm just so proud of you for overcoming that. Everyone that encounters you is so lucky to know you. I'm so lucky to know you. And I hope you have an amazing day. I know for a fact that you have such a positive impact on the people around you, especially when you laugh. I love people's laughs. Me too. It's so good. One more? One more? Mm-hmm. I don't know. You just make me so happy, whoever you are. And I think that pair of pants you're wearing today is very nice. What if they're wearing a skirt? Love it. <laughs> Rock it. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so we're going to get deep now. Okay, I'm ready. Emily Shikai. Yeah. What is one thing you wish you could tell to your brother? Oh, one thing. Just like, I just wish he knew like how loved he is. Because I think that's like the really sad part is like he didn't see that or feel that. And he was so loved and so valued. And he still is. And he still is. He's 100% is. I try to talk about him in the present tense. Sometimes I, like, catch myself. Because I'm, like, again, going back to that, like, 
your existence is still here even if you're not on this earth but yeah I think that was like the really hard-hitting reality was like to know and that's what makes me like again like so sad for others that I'm just like I want you to know and feel and if however I can show you how loved you are while you're still here on this earth I will do that for you like I want to do that for you because seeing the opposite side of that where it was like losing someone who didn't feel that and know that but then like me being able to see it like the people that showed up for him and showed up for me and showed up for my family if only he knew and so I wish I can I want to give that to others the way that he didn't receive it what is love to you (laughs) you're gonna ask this question um I was just saying this to Brett I like love there's so many different forms of love and I'm just I think in a new way realizing that for the first time because I'm in a new relationship and so there's like a romantic love that I've not yet experienced in my life and so I'm like okay you can't just casually throw out like oh my god I love him like the way that I like would for like whatever else so like I love you Brett and like I know that kind of love and I know what that love feels like to love you and like look at you in the eyes and be able to say that I love Toby like I know the way I feel like loving on my dog and so I'm like I know what that feels like and I know how to feel that but again in a romantic way that's new for me and I'm like rediscovering I'm like okay like what is love like really but I think it's like it's just showing compassion and it's showing honesty like I think honesty and truth and authenticity are huge components especially for me for love like knowing that I feel loved when I feel like most like seen the people that like can understand and know like my true authentic self and can be honest to me and show me the compassion and the mercy that I hope to then also give back to them like that to me is love and then the way it can like flourish beyond that maybe in the romantic sense or in the more like like you know familial sense or with a dog like (laughs) whatever that is you know yeah but that's love i want to ask i do want to ask one more question before i ask okay. the final question. yeah yeah yeah. go for it because you know what the final question is. i know I, I i don't think that you would change anything about your past is that correct i don't think you would it, no i mean because i wanted to ask if you yeah. could change one thing about your past what yeah. would it be but then i was like i don't think you would change anything because it happened and you can't Yes, that's a huge coming to term with yeah. as well is it's like there's this big like what if question you can't answer and you can't ask yourself what happened has happened and it, it was like also like me being like I've become such a better person yeah. but then being like was it all be- like he like this had to happen for me to be that better person yeah. like sometimes it like gets me twisted in the head and I'm like you know like life panned out like is there one moment I wish I could go back to and like I regret not doing something yes a hundred percent I think that I will forever live with where it's just like there's that desire there's that want there's that wish and like that's not unhealthy for me to have or you know to think about but I can't harbor on it too long because you're right like what's happened has happened like that's my past and like every moment that has happened and everything has led me to this I don't like the phrase here's something I'll challenge you and other people with I don't like the phrase everything happens for a reason I think that phrase gets thrown around a little too guilty I know (laughs) and I think it's just like 
I mean, I don't think it's a bad statement. I think it's just the context in which people use it. You have to just like think a little bit on it where it's like, I don't think it's fair to say like in the worst of times and in the most traumatic of people's events, well, everything happens for a reason. It just like gets thrown out there too liberally. I, I think in that context, people are recognizing a catalyst. Yes. And so they so say like, oh, everything happens well, for a reason because yes. they're recognizing that you a year from now yes. will be so much more So this different. is what I like to maybe say. Maybe for the negative, maybe for the better. Yeah. But your life is now impacted right. by an yes. event out of your control. Yes. But so what I like to say instead of like everything happens for a reason is like everything might not happen for a reason, but like you can find reason from everything. Like you can find a meaning and you can find a purpose and you can find something from something that happened. Even if it's like it might be a little too like foolish or a little too negligent to say, well, everything happens for a reason. It's like I can find. Yes. Like I found my like my moment happened and it happened and I can't change it. And that's the past. I can dwell on that all I want, but I can also sit there and find the, the reason that I'm going to continue doing X, Y, Z because of that moment. Emily Shikai, <laughs> would you care to share a word before yes. we leave? Yes, I would. Okay, I thought long and hard about this as well because obviously I knew I was coming and I know these segments inside and out. And the word that I like to leave people with is gratitude. I think going back to, again, everything we talked about and like all the way back to like gets me out of bed every morning, the people in my life and hopefully the people in your life get you excited and you're passionate about them too. And holding gratitude for that. And like everything you get to experience in this life, like just being so grateful to be here and like challenging yourself and challenging others to show that gratitude like speak up about it and like express it and it might not always be through your words but I think that's something that's like really missing in a lot of society for lack of a better word is just like the gratitude that we can hold for the things that we have and the things that we want to have be better you know if that's not to always be like well just be grateful for what you have. That's not what I'm saying to do. I'm saying like recognize that and show that gratitude, but also like act upon that, which you want to change and make better and like hold the space and the gratitude that you can do that as well. As I would say, be an active participant yes. in existence. Yes. Yes. Because you get to do that every single day that you show up. And you, you don't, you don't need a why you don't need to be like oh today i'm gonna do my laundry and i'm gonna call my mom and then i'm gonna watch netflix that is still choosing to get out of bed absolutely the simple. you don't need things. a why you just have to get up totally totally yeah and you don't need some like big traumatic event like i spoke about to like make you want to do that but it's like because life will get better life, life will change yeah, for exactly. the better exactly if you even even stepping outside and talking to a stranger can change your life yeah simple moments simple moments be grateful for those Just so some. grateful because gratitude is really all one can have when looking back and gratitude encompasses love and all the other things that are part of it so after all we're just people we're just people and i i before we get into some closing thoughts i i had this like moment from you talking about the gratitude and about people, those two topics mm -hmm. like kind of interconnecting. Cause I've been asking myself like, 
you kind of asked before we did this is like why do you do the podcast yeah because i believe every person has their own unique individual perspective totally and i want everyone else to get a chance to look into someone else's life and understand that maybe something that you say someone else is thinking Mm -hmm. you're just putting Mm -hmm. words to their thoughts yeah you're making them feel like they're recognized and they're not alone yeah well it's stories like everybody has stories and you and i both like get to be part of that it's like storytelling like through what you're doing and through what i'm doing like in our professional lives is it's like we love stories everybody has stories and it's so exciting to get to like know people's stories and talk to them and share them and it would be crazy to like interview you again in yeah. like 10 years <laughs> right. and see what you say about this episode and see where totally. you're at then. Because totally. I think the, the age, the yeah. mi- early 20s, mid-20s that yeah. we're going through is described as the existential phase of life. Yeah, yeah. So Catch me in 10 years with a baby. What does that look <laughs> like when you're mellowed out? You know? Right, right, yeah. So Let's do it again in 10 years. Let's put it on the books. Put it in the books. 10 years from now, the podcast is alive. Everybody well. might write it down. Emily Shakai will come back. It'll be episode Just in case 453. <laughs> yeah. That'd be crazy. Crazy. Like exactly 453. <laughs> we're like, what? Yeah. Yeah. Well, now I have to actually plan 453 yeah. to be you. Just, yeah. Okay. This has been a word before we leave. I'm going to say a few quick thank yous as we wrap up the episode. Thank you to Parker Ryle, Morgan McCoy, Ishan Parikh, Miley Garcia, Jacob Harding, Sam Harding, Lizzie Bromley, Emily Shakai, Toby, Mom, Dad, Matthew, Grandma, Grandpa, Nick Lombardo, <laughs> No Wayne, Shout outs. Chrissy Haas, and do you want to thank anybody? Um, thank you who's listening to this. And thank I'll you. just say shout out to my family and friends as well. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Remember, we're doing this for you, the listener. Thank you for joining this conversation. It matters. It's important. And maybe you too can write a thank you card to someone i made that a challenge for myself one year i think it was like text someone every single day for a month like one person in your life just to say hey or like send them something yeah do that or a thank you card yeah this has been a word before we leave my name is brett gaffney and i'm with emily shakai and thank you for joining us for episode eight thanks for having me um, any of these at your disposal? Oh, Toby! <laughs> He's like, what are you doing? Yeah, just go for it. Yeah, but it's okay. No, 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 do it. Do you think that was loud enough? Is that gonna be loud enough? Yeah. <laughs>